Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam, and we are on location with my co-host, Kia. <laughs> so do you know where we are, Sam? No, I have no idea. They dropped me off blindfolded and said, go into this building. Well, I mean, you do have a big windowless van, so it just seems appropriate to I, I, kidnap you with it every now and then. That's exactly how. So where are we? So we are in Windsor, Connecticut at the Oliver Ellsworth Homestead. I know Oliver. And this happens to be a great historic site that's here, and it happens to also be one of the new Engaged Connecticut venues. Well, congratulations. Thank you. It is a very nice venue. Yes, and it's beautifully run by the Daughters of the Revolutionary War. Is she actually a daughter? I believe she may be. Oh. She'll be in a different episode, so it doesn't okay. matter. So we do have a guest, and it is Melissa from Floral Designs by Melissa. I'm very excited to be here today, Kia. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are good, you? Good, good, so good, before good. we get started, how do people find you? Website? Website, social media. And what would my website. What well, would those be? Yeah, Floral Design, not designs. There floral Design by Melissa. Or my Facebook is also Floral Design by Melissa. And my Instagram is Floral Design by Melissa. Hey, repetition. It does work. <laughs> Okay, so how did you get into this business? I started when I was 14. I went to... And now you're 16, yes, so exactly. that feels like... I know, time just flies when you're having fun. <laughs> I do love my job. I started at 14. I went to an agricultural high school and learned floral design. And I got a job at 16 working in a local flower shop and worked my way up to manager at that wow. time. Wow. There was, there's a college that teaches you how to grow flowers? Is that what it... Well, it was Did a high you? school. Oh, it was high and school. Yeah. That's even cooler. That's way yeah. cool. Yeah. One of the few people I know that has done the same job for a really long time and actually loves their job. Yeah, we're not going to mention Melissa's age, but it's only 21. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. So then you went to school and then you worked here and then you went to school more or no? Yes. I went to college to get my degree in business management with a concentration in entrepreneur so I could start my own business. Wow. This is a woman that had her life planned out from 13 to 14 i guarantee it i did and well you know how other people have their wedding planning all in like a little binder that they've had since they were like 12 or (laughs) melissa had hers and just florals (laughs) yes yeah i had no aspiration to get married really young it was all flowers all the way for other people that's awesome yes so how would you i know how i would describe you but i would like you to describe yourself first like what's your design aspect like, how do you look at it? I like my design aspect as far as being go with the flow and I can change my design. I don't, I've never pigeonholed myself into doing just one type of design. So if somebody wants something more round and traditional, I can do that. If they want something more organic and earthy feeling where it's more flowy, I'm more than willing to do that as These well. These are all terms you know, Sam, right? I, Organic, I, round, I'm flowy. I'm bewildered here. <laughs> and now, do you, you don't raise your own flowers because you are a florist and you know that that sort of could work, not work? Yes. So there are some people that like to garden and will raise their own flowers, but I like to leave that to the professionals. And especially being in Connecticut, 
there's, you know, <laughs> inclement weather and it could frost early or insects. So I have multiple wholesalers that I can get my flowers from just in case there is an insect problem or a weather problem. I like and you get to- them year round from all different types of suppliers. Yes. And they can get local flowers or I can just directly get local flowers if I need to or if I, you know, I can support the local community, which is great. Or I can get flowers from Ecuador or South America in general or hmm. Holland. I was um, just going to say, do you get tulips from Holland? I do. Oh. Tulips see, from Holland, I'm California. Not as, I'm not as stupid as I look. Yeah, well, <laughs> we still have time. <laughs> but this is something people don't realize, and I know because I once had a bride who um, grew these beautiful wildflowers the year before. And I remember when we went to look at her house where she was getting married, she's like, I'm going to grow these again and they're going to be beautiful. And the weekend before her wedding was a huge rainstorm so all of the flowers were all smushed in weird directions and we spent time fluffing them so they didn't look like a weird animal had slept in them but of course we couldn't use them and i knew this already but you know there's sometimes only so much you can push and that is why i don't grow my own flowers Yes, exactly i also have multiple wholesalers so i don't have to worry about those things because when you're dealing with mother nature you just never know and that's really an important thing that brides and couples all the way around don't sometimes think about like I don't when I say to you like what's an in-season flower you're like depending on where you live there's it's in season exactly so that concept is not here anymore so all year round no matter what if a bride comes with a strange request for flowers well within reason obviously you can get something yes oh wow and different flowers that used to have a season due to popularity now you can get certain flowers that maybe used to only be available in the spring but they've started growing them in hot houses like a greenhouse mm-hmm. they've been growing them more seasons than just what they used to grow them which is nice yeah yeah and that makes a huge difference oh absolutely so when somebody says i want peonies in the middle of dead winter you can get certain colors of in peonies. the middle of the winter bewildered yeah. they're is, like these big fluffy flowers that lots of people use in the spring yeah. But they're in your garden because I grow them. You have ants who come all over them because the uh, ants have to eat away the film so they can actually open as a flower. Oh, no very clear. correct. Mother nature. I also have a mother who is very much into horticulture. None of her children listen to her. I mean, we did listen to her. So we know all of these weird facts about, you know, flowers and things, but nobody went in that field. I, you can't go into every field. No, definitely can't. So are there some flowers that you just can't get in certain seasons? Yes, absolutely. Can you name a few just so people... Make a um, mental note if you're getting married. Just at, in case. Like peonies in certain seasons, like going for February, they're not as available in certain colors. So that's, you know, mm-hmm. a no. Um, Genostra is one that you can't get except for Mother's Day time. Like, well, I don't even know what that looks yeah. like. No. What does that look it, like? Yeah. It's this long, kind of like scotch broom, if that helps. Nope. No. no. Okay. It's this long, <laughs> very fragrant. I love it. It's one of my favorites, although I have a very long list of favorites. Um, but it's pretty much a Valentine's Day through Mother's Day, if you want to have a good marker for it. Gotcha. Okay. So. And then there are flowers, like obviously roses and things that you can just get year round. It doesn't matter. This is just what it is. Yes. Okay. Well, and that's a good thing to know. And Absolutely. South America is a huge place for roses. And now there's different types of roses, because like, I know I've had country roses, normal roses. I've had... Like spray roses. Spray roses. I didn't know that there was that many different types of I roses. Yes. They no. go from like the big ones to like little mini clumps of ones. Yes. And and what else is the version? Like I so there's garden roses, there's David Austin garden roses, there's regular standard roses. What's the difference in 
So garden roses are the really expensive, very premium roses, and they have hundreds and hundreds of petals per actual flower. Um, they take usually about nine months to grow them. Wow. Um, so that's is, why you're paying more for them. Yes. Yes. Because somebody has to keep something alive for nine months. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, forget and it. And then <laughs> there's traditional roses, which have a shorter growing period, and they don't have as many petals. The fragrance isn't there. They're easier to cultivate. Um, so oh, I can imagine. Because yeah. you have a shorter time to try to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then there's spray roses, which have a bunch of small heads on one stem. Hence, they're called spray roses. Uh-huh. Because there's a spray at the end mm-hmm. of the stem. Mm-hmm. Um, sweetheart roses are the ones that are a smaller head, but there's still only one. Gotcha. And then price-wise, I mean, obviously, it just ranges. But yes. garden roses that will always be your most expensive. Absolutely. And then goes down to traditional. Mm-hmm. So yes. let's give some tips to our gentlemen who are going to buy roses for their better halves. As you should right away after this podcast, Sam. That's right. What... What roses should you you pick? I mean, is it six or is it twelve, or does it make a difference to their garden? Or it, well, what I don't are the? I think they should definitely jump just to roses. I think oh. they should go with their significant other's favorite flower, and don't always just jump to red because they think red is romantic. See, that's that's what I would do, of course, jump to the conclusion and just pick twelve red roses. Well, I think they should, you know know their significant other a little bit better and go with what their favorite is of course if what is your significant other's favorite flower sam (laughs) red roses are you sure absolutely one of these days we're gonna have his wife on just to dispute all the things that he has said verify that yes i will let you know if you ever send me red roses i will send them back to you ripped off of their stems and yeah my my wife would probably rip the stem off my head because she'd be asking me why am i sending kia red roses red is definitely not my favorite color but anyways and then obviously there are some colors that you can't get necessarily yes so for a little while teal was really popular and teal is just not a natural color flower or blue so then people want dyed flowers. And I hate dyed you flowers. You can do that? Yes, you can make you can. orchids blue. And yeah. if I have to touch them, my fingers become blue. Like, think about touching, like, a oh. Easter egg that has not dried yet. Yep. Yes. Those it's dyed flowers, fun. that's what happens. Yes. Those are those are my least favorite flowers to work so with. So this is somebody actually breeding these no, hybrids? No, they're just dyeing them. They're just painting them. Oh, no. Yes. No. Yes. Somebody does that? And now think about it. If you're you sneeze or something and then you bouquet hits your dress all of a sudden you have a blue stain on your dress oh my god for the stems like when you cut the stems yeah. you have to be careful not to rub that stem on your white dress if it be- is for your wedding because the color will come out so that is not yes. something that we would recommend then no yeah. i try and yeah. discourage it okay. even some people really want it but i i do but then keep it to your tablescape Yes. Don't keep it to your bouquets or your boutonnieres because that's the part where you're getting right. in contact with other people. Right. Especially with boutonnieres because there's a lot of hugging going on and yes. everything else. Yes. I don't know why don't people want to hug those people with those boutonnieres. Damn it. <laughs> I know. So when we come back, we're going to talk about all different types of flowers that people should be thinking about when it comes to what they need for their wedding. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Thank you for making Barabalt Jewelers your wedding jewelry destination. From your engagement to wedding day, we've got you covered with engagement rings, wedding bands, and wedding party gift ideas. We welcome you to make an appointment and visit our styling lounge in our store. Barabalt Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook or at barabaltjewelers.com. Do you like goats? Do you like farms? Want to get married at a goat farm? 
Bradley Mountain Farm, located in Southington, Connecticut, is the perfect location for your wedding. Choose from a lakeside or field ceremony. From intimate gatherings of 25 up to 300 tented, Bradley Mountain Farm is the perfect venue. Find us online at engagedct.com. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths, as seen on the TLC TV series Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com Floral Design by Melissa has been working with florals for over 20 years and I'm Melissa. I love weddings and events and that is all our business does. We serve all of Connecticut and parts of New York. We are looking forward to working with your style, vision, and price point. We understand that each couple has different style and we can't wait to learn yours. Find us at floraldesignedbymelissa.com or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. This is John Oliveri from Property Works New England. If you're looking to be a first-time home buyer, downsize, or want to upgrade to a larger home, then Property Works New England is here to help. Contact me today at 860-414-4023. Meadowbrook Estate is the hidden gem of Connecticut. Located in Marlboro, Connecticut, we offer a one-of-a-kind wedding experience. With lodging for up to 30 guests, choose from our indoor or outdoor gated wedding package. This luxury venue is versatile and still fits within your style and budget. Visit us at MeadowbrookEstateCT.com. Some knowledge belongs to us and us alone. The way our girlfriends walk, talk, touch their hair. Details that only a sister can know about her girls. But what about our other girls? The ones we carry with us every day. Our bond with our sister girls gives life. But knowing your breasts can save it. Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. This is DJ Sam with my co-host, Kia. And we're still here at the Oliver Ellsworth Homestead. We were here today for a little mini type of photo shoot. And of course, we suckered Heidi Hansen, who is Heidi Hansen Photography and also planner for Engage Connecticut and always and forever to uh, be here. And she decided to join us while we're talking to Melissa from Floral Design by Melissa No S. Hi, Heidi. Hello. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Okay. So we were talking about flowers and all these things. And I know that Heidi and I have a lot of opinions as wedding planners. Who should get flowers when it comes to wedding day? So I'm going to have you start and then we'll just knock off ones that we don't want. Okay. (laughs) I like that plan. Obviously, the bride and the groom. Obviously. Or the bride and bride and groom groom. Yes, absolutely. And then you want to do your bridal party. So Mm -hmm. if you have bridesmaids, bridal men, um, if you have groomsmen. You should also do flower girls, ring bearers. You should do junior bridesmaids, mm-hmm. junior groomsmen. It's very respectful to do parents of, of course. the brides and the grooms. Some people want to take those off the list, but it's just respectful to do those as I well agree. as grandparents. So that's where I'm going to say no. <laughs> really? <laughs> as a planner, the amount of times the grandparents don't come in because they might not be walking down the aisle due to whatever their mobility is true i end up with them and then i have to hunt down i've i've actually pinned old ladies who were not grandparents who look like grandparents yes and it's not 
I'm not doing it to be mean, but they're like dressed in the like wedding colors. Somebody said over there. So I pick the oldest person, which is totally wrong of me to do. And I get it. But I have like, you can't go back and take flowers back from a little old lady. No. Yeah, that would be hard. So from my point of view... Especially coming from a very traditional, old school Italian family. Which means that you have 18 courses when you just go over for coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Needless to say, I always try and feed you. I know. (laughs) Um, It would be very frowned upon if we didn't do flowers for grandparents. But there's a other. You and I were talking about that. Yes. There's a whole other issue when it comes to grandparents. It's the it's their oh their, so their clothing. So a lot of times it's like this fancy lace, and you just don't want to touch it, or it can't oh. even hold the flower. It's like a chiffon, so, silky. So I don't. Droops. I think it should be a wristlet. I highly okay. discourage anybody from doing a pin on for and a grandmother. I, okay, few. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I do a pearl style wristlet. So the band is made up of oh, a pearl style band. Okay, it's pretty. It's not the I personally think cheesy, scratchy elastic. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many more choices now, mm-hmm. and the old elastic ones. I've even seen the slap bracelet the slap ones, ones, like where you yeah, your arm. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Those are options too. That's cool. Um, sometimes I offer rhinestone ones to people if they want to be a little more glamorous. There are um, metal cuff style ones now. There's so many options. There's no reason to pin into grandma's dress or mama in my case. Great tip. My grandmother. I I agree. Because I hate when I'm standing there and it's like there's nothing for me to grab and I'm I'm just grabbing it for Melissa. It sits funny. It it hangs and so it makes their pretty outfit all go to one direction. Yes. Not that your flowers are heavy. I'm just saying. No, I agree. And I agree not to do pin-ons and I also don't think that pinning on large roses is a lar- is a great idea I think you should do spray roses just because I think they're a little more up to date or going with Delicate. A, I agree yes we're going with like a ranunculus or something yes. like that as opposed to something going smaller. with a large rose because yes. then you kind of look like you stepped out of the 80s and <laughs> I mean everybody loves a good 80s party however <laughs> when you're talking about your wedding it's probably not 80s it's a dated look yes so you don't want to go back and be like oh my god what well, were we and doing I find the bigger the flower the more likely it's going to be ruined by the time ceremony's over because of all the hugs you're getting mm-hmm. exactly so now flower girls they can throw flower petals depending yeah. on the location fake ones real ones yeah you can also have that like death ball thing that you give them that's a like pomander. a <laughs> what is it called what a is pomander? it pomander. yeah what is it i call it a death ball because it's a kissing which ball, I love. A kissing kissing ball. ball. it's like yeah. a ball it's filled with flowers it's on a string and i've seen like little girls take out the ring bearer with those things because they <laughs> swing it's like a mace at the end of a string and the purpose of that is if you can't throw things. You can't throw flowers. Because uh, not everybody lets you throw petals. And understood. And the thing about fake petals versus real petals, fake petals increases your footprint because at least real petals are compostable. So if you were, you know, concerned about your carbon footprint, as I'm sure you are, Sam. Not at all. Driving around in your big, huge, no. windowless van. And my jet <laughs> to every gig. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to arrive with him from now on. Yeah. He also <laughs> demands green M&Ms at every gig that yes. we do together. Exactly. It's really annoying. It's in my rider. Yeah. <laughs> Heidi knows this because he was Heidi's DJ, so yes. she had to provide back in the day. Yes. Oh. Green. And that was back when they weren't like in separate colors. You yeah. had to buy all the different packages. And, and don't then, don't forget my green room. I yeah. had to have a green room. <laughs> oh. And it must be green. So now speaking about green and greenery, I know this has been like a huge trend. Everything yes. green, just sprigs and sprigs of 
branches and leaves eucalyptus and eucalyptus and... which you cannot bring to our goat farm by the way no oh, yep okay. because the goats cannot eat eucalyptus they can eat the poison ivy and does nothing to them which you don't want to make a centerpiece out of poison ivy anyways no, no. but no. the eucalyptus is actually really harmful to them okay okay never knew that so there's a common misconception about greens being less expensive than flowers <laughs> i feel we like go. we're getting a lesson here we it's go kind of frustrating it's kind of like going to dinner and ordering the veggie burger because you think it's going to be less expensive than the hamburger and it's not oh that's a really great way mm-hmm. to describe yeah. that person. Yeah. absolutely especially if you get like the beyond meat burger mm-hmm. i know one of my favorite restaurants the beyond meat burger is more expensive than the turkey burger i don't eat hamburgers but the beyond wow. meat burger is actually more expensive greenery takes just as long to grow and it's not cheaper. I don't know where this misconception came from. Another great tip there. Yeah. No, Another. I I mean, I hear it all the time. Like, oh, we're just going to do like, blah. we're going to throw some green stuff on yeah. the table, some vines. It'll look pretty. We'll throw some candles around it. I know that it doesn't happen that way. I, but. And I feel like you need a lot more of it. Yes. Than, than having a pop of color with a flower. Yes. You need a lot more of it. And when it comes to making those garlands, when you need to make a 16 foot garland, oh, it's yeah. a lot of material <laughs> no. and it's a lot of labor. Yeah, it doesn't absolutely. just, you know, Plus, you don't just twitch your nose and it happens. You have to like sort of like you're taping each of those greens together. together. You're wiring Wire, and taping yeah. and it, it's Very a whole big process. Very labor and then intensive. just transporting them, or are you doing it on site? She drives with them. I've seen them. She yeah, arrives like at wedding like venues, scarves. them all around her neck, yeah. <laughs> just like the horses who win the triple crown. Yes. I like to feel fancy. Yeah, <laughs> she likes to use them. They also they can be hard to keep green and crisp looking, right? Yes, you have to keep them well hydrated. So storing them, I mean, I obviously have a well, not obviously, but I have a walk-in cooler, and. It's, you know, it, but it's a whole process of storing them and making them ahead of time. And like I said, it's labor intensive. So you can only do this stuff so much ahead of time. So you're probably like the day before a wedding still in your workshop oh, doing a yes. little bit of twisting and cursing. Yes. and Or a lot of twisting and cursing. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I'll be out there until 11 o'clock at night. And it's not wow. always a great time. Wow. And so when people are thinking about this, so I know when you transport, you come with this van. It has no windows as well, but it does have a really pretty floral design by Melissa. Yes. I have a side window. You do have a side. Okay. It's not as bad as it's, it's, it's not mine. As, it's not as creepy. Yeah. Still a big white van. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have to take into consideration temperature of the day. Yes. You have to take into consideration... What else? Temperature of the room that you're going oh, to as true. well. Yeah. And if it's really sunny, sometimes they get to a hotel room and depending on how many people are in that hotel room and how big it is, sometimes they're really hot. Yep. And so, that's not good for flowers. No. I'm usually more concerned about delivering to the hotel room than to the venue because uh. usually the venues are large enough that they're cool enough or they have tall ceilings like here where we are today that they're usually cool so that's not usually an and issue. there's nobody in there yet so we're cooling right. it down to yeah. keep it cool anyways and it's exactly. not going to get hot until everybody's there yeah exactly okay well that's a really good point so when you're looking at centerpieces i'm i'm sure besides garlands people do wreaths people do high lows what's your favorite i like a combination of high and low i, do I think it too. adds a really nice interest to the room to be able to have that and for variation. photographs it, it it makes it so much better because you're getting you're, different you, levels you get something to look at yeah. you're not just walking into the room going like where's my table number you're sort of like your eyes are going up they're going down they're moving around yes guests seem to 
like them to. And now low, they should be low enough so you can speak over them. Correct. And high should be how high? Enough that you can see under them. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And then depending on what they're using, uh, candles, real candles, lanterns, things like that. This is stuff that when you're talking about design, you're sort of also providing for them, correct? Yes, I provide candles. I do always recommend that they check with the venue because some venues will give you some tea lights. So why not take advantage of that Mm -hmm. if they offer them? So I always recommend checking with the venue first, but I offer an assortment of Tea lights, floating candles, lanterns. I will also work with somebody if they have something that they want Mm -hmm. to provide themselves. I don't have a problem with doing that. That's good. Because then one of the things is that also at the end of the wedding, I know for us when we're planners, sometimes we're like, oh, what are you supposed to do with your your centerpieces? So some people will give them away. Um, I do rent some products. So obviously the rentals I would take back um if they're renting something i always make sure to make the flowers in a disposable container that they can then give the flowers away to the guests um some people do it in a different fashion where they'll take the whole arrangement back but i feel that you're paying for the flowers so you or your guests should be allowed to take those flowers back so that's where that disposable container comes in nicely i know heidi and i have both driven home from many weddings with bouquets and and display not bouquets but big huge displays like the arch things things like this all of these flowers and i you've left them at your local library i've left them at like a local local er on my way home i just run in and plop down flowers and run out so they think i'm strange but (laughs) yeah it's always a nice place, but I don't. I don't want. I don't want them yeah. to go to waste. No, you can't throw them not. away. It's it's ridiculous. And because you've preserved them really well, or they're just a flower that's really hardy, they can last for quite a while. Yes, I've had brides send me pictures two weeks after their wedding. I'm still enjoying my oh, bouquet. Wow. wow, that's always nice to hear. That's, that's great. great. Wow, that's crazy. A week yeah. is usually what it lasts at my place. At your place? Yeah, but then I have the heat up to eighty, so. <laughs> <laughs> probably explains everything. It probably does because yes. you're not supposed to keep them that oh, warm. You're not, oh, no. No. no, no. Some flowers like warmth, right? Some, some like and a cactus, it, Sam. Like cactus. a cactus. <laughs> yes, and it probably depends on where you're getting the flowers. Well, I'm trying to increase my carbon footprint. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you're doing a very good job about it. Thank you. So once again, where can people find you, Melissa? Floraldesignbymelissa.com is a great place to start. Or my Facebook, which is also full designed by Melissa. And then people can just fill out sort of a contact form, let you know where they're getting married, and then you yes. have a consultation and you do all that stuff, right? Yep. Okay. So I'd like to thank the Oliver Ellsworth Homestead for having us here today in their really cute, super tiny studio. And hey, Sam, do you have any parting words? After that, no. Uh, Heidi? Peace out. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So remember, you can download us for free off of iTunes and Google Play, and we're here every single Wednesday. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut. (laughs) 